KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And we welcome you to The Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective. And in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for The Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Happy Wednesday right here on The Extraordinary Talk Show. I'm so happy to be with you here today, and I'm so grateful that you guys thought that your time was worth listening to me. I truly am. Let me start my show quick. As always, please don't believe a single thing that I say just because I say it, and please don't do anything that I do just because I do it. If, however, something I say sparks a ring of truth within, within you, I encourage you to find more about that. And if something I say sparks a spark of curiosity within you, I encourage you to to find out more about that. Today, we're talking about unknown unknowns. And we're going to see how this show goes because I have my notes kind of random on my sheet today, but it makes a lot of sense to me. The point is, can I, expl- can I express all this to you guys in a way that makes sense to you and is fluid and logical and reasonable and coherent and cohesive? Those are my goals, as always. So, I want to talk to you about unknown unknowns. Donald Rumsfeld, I think it was back uh, during, I think I kind of remember when he said this, but that's not what I want to talk about. There are known knowns. These are the things we know that we know. There are known unknowns. That is to say, there are things we know we don't know. But there are also unknown unknowns. There are things we don't know we don't know. I love that. Let me read it one more time just because I think it's that cool. I'll try to read it faster. There are known knowns. These are things that we know that we know. There are known unknowns. That is to say there are things that we know we don't know. But there are also unknown unknowns. There are things we don't know we don't know. And I've had a show before on... The idea that might change everything for you. Because, summary, and please go back and check that one out because it's really good. There is, or there's definitely something you don't know. The knowing of which might change everything for you. And it could be a very big thing or it could be a very small thing. It could be a very small thing that changes your life in a very big way. It could be a very big thing that changes your life in a very small way. But there are things that the knowing of which, that are unknowns for you. There are unknowns, kind of back to that quote. Things that you don't know, you don't know. And maybe you might even know that there's things you don't know, but you still don't know them. And one thing I'm on, guys, is a search for truth. I want the truth. There was a time when I had an entire belief system and I believed in that wholeheartedly. I didn't believe in anything else. That belief system was everything that my life was structured on. And then there came a few things for me, the knowing of which changed everything. Because when I came to understand certain things better, I had to go back and change my belief system. Because once I gained greater truth, I had to go back to the belief system that I had and realize that the greater truth I now had didn't match with the belief system that I used to have. 
So I had to start changing my belief system. And I'm now, I'm, I'm pretty well evolved into a pretty hardy belief system. But I also readily acknowledge that this is my second one so far this life. So if I was able and willing, the able was first, I was always able, but I wasn't always willing. When I, when I was finally willing to dismantle, when I was finally willing to listen, that's what it came down to, guys. When, it came, when I was finally willing to listen, um, I was able to dismantle that belief system and build an entire different one. And it started with one or two things. So guys, let me warn you now, if that sounds overwhelming, if that sounds like a little bit more than you're looking for in your life right now, it's okay if you hit pause. It's okay if you go find another podcast to listen to. I don't blame you. <laughs> because what I'm talking about, not everybody's ready for. I said this last week too. Um, we all play the victim. We all do it. We've all done it. And if you want to keep doing it, go listen to a different podcast because you're not going to like this one. If you're ready to take some empowerment in your own life, turn the volume up. What do you not know that you don't even know? Are you willing to be open when those things come to you? Because before anything else, you got to be willing to hear. You're always able to change. You're always able to, believe, to change your belief system. That's not the point. The point is, are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing to listen when new ideas come that might shake the foundation? They did for me, guys. I spent 37 years building that foundation. Do you think that one was easy to, to, to rebuild? The problem was, as soon as I looked at a couple little chips in that foundation, the whole thing crumbled. Because there was only a couple little chips in that foundation, the chipping of which crumbled my entire foundation. But with that, I've been able to rebuild a new one. Has that been scary? Yeah. Has, <laughs> has there been some difficult times in there? Yeah. Do you think you can change your entire belief system without your life changing? No. Um, are you ready for that? That's what you got to ask yourself. As I am not here to tell you if you're ready for that. That's up to you guys. And I, I have absolute understanding if you're not because we all are ready for different points of progression at different points. I'm ready for some different points of progression than you're ready for. I hope you find the podcast that helps you progress in the ways that you're ready for. And I hope that for you, this one's it. Because I'm about to tell you some things that you might not have thought of this way. I love playing with ideas. I love playing with thoughts. I love playing with words. I've come to understand what a joke is. A joke Actually, the humor in a joke actually is a chemical reaction in your brain. Because if I tell you two different things, here are two things that are related that you don't know are related. But I'm going to, it's something that you understand on, on one side and something you understand on the other side. And I'm going to show you how they connect. And when they connect, what that does is it creates a connection in your brain where this part, this thought used to lives in this part of your brain and this thought lives in this part of your brain. And now you just created a physical connection between those two thoughts. And when it did that, it released brain chemicals that made you happy and maybe even made you laugh out loud. That's why we love jokes is because it helps us relate to things that we didn't know to be related before that. For example, a severed foot. Sorry, I might have said that loud close to the microphone. A severed foot. Think about a severed foot. Think about your mantle at Christmas and all the stockings hanging around it. 
Did, you ever, did it ever occur to you that a severed foot is the ultimate stocking stuffer? That occurred to Mitch Hedberg. And when he said it, it sure made me laugh. I hope it made you laugh. And I hope it made two different things in your brain connect in a new way where they never had before. That's also what I'm here for. So I want to talk to you about some of those things. Um, and I also want to share with you too this thing. Um, I've said to you, I've talked to you before about the idea that might change everything for you. And I just shared with you how that happened for me. Let me say it again in different words. And these aren't my words. These are the words of my partner, Jesse. He says, I am one good idea away from dismantling my entire paradigm. Because I understand that there are things that I don't know. The knowing of which could change everything for me. Do you get that? If understanding that, are you willing to listen to some new ideas? Are you maybe willing to listen to some old ideas in a new way? So I have some things for you, some new ideas, or some things that you maybe never thought of in this way, or maybe you never thought of before. Here's a really good example. In fact, I'm going to educate you on some things. I'm going to tell you some things that you never thought of before. Here's an example of one, and I wish somebody would have told me this, because I bought my own set of garters for the very first time. I wanted some garters to keep my thigh highs up. And I bought them and nobody ever told me how to use them. Nobody ever showed me how to use them. Nobody ever bought them for me. I didn't know how to use garters. And so I did like I always did and I put my panties on first and then I put the garters on and I found out that didn't work. It goes the opposite way. You put the garters on first, then the panties. That way it's functional. Nobody told me that. I wish somebody had told me that. I'm here to tell you a few things you maybe never thought of. But you know what? My mother never wore garters, so it never occurred to her that that was something that I might need to know. That was an unknown unknown for her, so she wasn't able to pass it on to me. I can't even blame anybody for that. Here's a little thing that you might know. When you're driving on the road through a construction sign or construction site, there's all those little barrier pillars, right? Like the, their little sign, a vertical sign that has diagonal lines. And these signs might be white and black or these signs might be yellow and black. And the sign, when they're pointing down, they have a diagonal line on these signs that points down and it points down toward the road. And not only does it point down to the road, you may or may not know this, it points down towards the road, the direction of which you are supposed to drive. So if the, one of those things is in the middle of the road and you're like, oh shoot, do I go right or left? Look at the direction of the diagonal on that thing. Because if it's down, direct, pointing down to the right, go to the right of it. If it's pointing down to the left, go to the left of it. That's how construction, construction sites on roads are designed. When I figured that out, it made my life much, much safer. I hope it does for you. But be careful because sometimes they get them backwards. <clears throat> Here's a thing you probably don't know. Because nobody told me, ever told me this. But I figured it out myself. Every single relationship has a honeymoon period. You know that. Every single relationship has a honeymoon period of pretty much aboutly about three and a half months. It comes down to 16 weeks. It comes down to four lunar cycles. My advice to you, take it or leave it, don't marry anyone at four months. When you meet someone, you get into a relationship, everything is like goo goo gaga nuts. So you set the wedding date at four months and then the next day you wake up and you're like, what happened to the person I was in love with four months ago? Because the honeymoon period lasts for three and a half months. Pay attention to this, you'll notice it. 
I used to have it even with my foster kids, which was great because I had three and a half months to lay down our foundation, to build a relationship, to set expectations, to start to throw in our, to build the foundation of our reward system so that when that honeymoon period ended, which it inevitably did, sometimes it was shorter. Some kids, it's like three and a half weeks and some kids, it's three and a half days. And some kids, it's three and a half hours. But when that breaks down, when the honeymoon period cycles because everything evolves, including relationships, and then you start to see more of the real personality, the real behavior of the true, true person that hasn't been as much on the surface for the last four months. It's not that it wasn't there. It just wasn't on the surface because you guys were having so much fun falling in love. Um, Or in the case of my foster kids, getting to know each other and building this establishment of trust. Same thing, right? But then there hits this point, and the point is it comes at three and a half months. Pay attention. Look at your relationships. Don't believe me, but just look at the relationships around you, and you might notice that to be true. And then if you find that to be true, heed my warning. Don't make any serious relationships decisions within the first four months at least, and I would wait till five or six until you can see another cycle of what this person actually are. And also not only what that person is, but what that person brings out within you. Because that's actually what happens is you're, pr- you're pretty good at putting on the surface person of who you want to, them to see. But then after three and a half months, you kind of get tired of doing that. Plus, you kind of get comfortable in the relationship. Plus, they start to bring out other parts of you. And that may not be as pleasant for them either. So that's something that you should realize in any relationship. Here's a secret. The knowing of which changed a lot of things for me. Um, and a funny thing, in fact, two things about this changed a lot of things for me because the person who told me this was a person who doesn't like me. I get cold sores all my life. And as long as I can treat them right, buy the right cream, you know, it's the one that's like 25 bucks for like a half a, an a ounce, not even that much. Um, if I get it right on time and do it enough, then it helps. But I had a nurse that I worked with and she didn't like me. She did not like me. There were literally other nurses who I was in understanding with. They weren't allowed to talk. They didn't talk to me in front of her so that it wouldn't make her mad. That's how much she didn't like me. Um, And one day I came in with a cold sore that was starting up and she said to me, Della, don't you know the deodorant trick? I said, what? She said, take some uh, roll-on deodorant and rub it on your lip and that cold sore will dry up and go away. And at first, I was like afraid to just run and grab a roll-on deodorant and put it on because I didn't know if she was messing with me and I didn't want to just rub that all over my face. But so I waited until a safe time for a safe self-study. And I tried it and guess what? It works. So now I keep a small ball, little bottle of roll-on deodorant with me, you know, the kind that costs like 99 cents. And anytime I get a cold sore, I rub that on once, maybe twice, my cold sore's dead in the water. So two things that I learned was, one, a way easier, better, cheaper, more functional way to care for my own health And another thing that I learned about it was that some of the best secrets, some of the best things that you ever learn come from the people that challenge you the most. There you go. Here's one more. I'm having fun with these. I hope that you are too. Here's one way that my job is looked at, which by the way, guys, I work tonight and then I work tomorrow night and that will be my last time. Quick side note, walking out of this building where I've worked for a long time. In fact, I walked into this specific building 11 years ago this week and got my very first job as a real nurse. So thanks for that. And I'm, I love this building. I love the people in it. And I'm incredibly sad about only having two more shifts left 
but I'm also very excited about only having two more shifts left because my life is going on some known unknowns and some unknown unknowns and some unknown knowns, if that makes sense. Back to the topic. At my job, some people call me a pill pusher. Some people call me a pill popper. Um, I don't care what you call me. That's up to you. I call myself a pillow pusher. I call myself a pillow popper. Because I know if I pop that pillow just right behind your neck, and if I push it just down behind your shoulders to the tops of your shoulder blades, you are going to be so much more comfortable. And that's why I'm a good nurse, actually. Um, Because I know I can give you a pill, and that pill is going to start making you feel better within a few minutes to a few hours. But I know I can pop that pill, I can push that pill, but I know I can pop that pillow right down there and push it right just down to the tops of your shoulder blades, and that is going to give you instant comfort. That pillow trick, guys, it seems like the littlest thing in the world, but it, will, it might change your life or the life of someone you love because when you put the pillow just right, not just behind their head, tuck it down below their neck, keep pushing so it's down past the tops of their shoulders to the tops of their shoulder blades, they will be more comfortable immediately. Their pain will be alleviated. Their stress will go down. They will sleep better. They will be in a better mood the next day because of a pillow. You might want to say that I pop pills and push pills. I pop pillows and I push pillows. I pop it right behind your neck and I push it right down to that perfect spot where I know you're going to be the most comfortable and you're going to sleep well. And for me as a nurse, I know that means you're going to stay off your call light and I'm going to get other work done. It's mutually beneficial for everyone involved. That's what we call synergy. Because of a pillow. Um, here's a thing that you just might think about just a little bit differently. Gravity. Um, I think that gravity and the law of attraction are the same in that uh, gravity was working for you and you were working within it functionally every day, all the time, whether you knew it or not, before you knew it existed. I, when we found out that Isaac Newton had an apple fall on his head as an adult and he was like, oh, gravity. I was like, dude, how did you get to be like 34 years old? You never noticed things go down. Maybe we just didn't have a name for it before. But also, how did... How did I get to be 34 years old and not know about the law of attraction? Because it was working in my life constantly prior to that. I think I was actually 33 when I first learned the law of attraction, which was also just a little bit more than 11 years ago. But how did I, how did I not realize it before that? Because it was there the whole time. And it was active and functional. And I saw signs of it that made me curious and made me wonder, uh, but I didn't know it until somebody told me about it. And Isaac Newton apparently didn't know about gravity until the apple fell on his head and it finally hit him. Okay, here's another one. Uh, here's a fun one that I like. I'm going to tell you a story. Um, and this is the plot of a movie. Okay. But it's more than that. It's actually more than that. It might sound familiar to you. This plot of the movie, it's actually the plot of Fried Green Tomatoes where um, there's two best friends and they love each other dearly and they grow up and one of them moves away and gets married 
and her husband starts abusing her. And so when the other best friend finds out, she says, oh no, that's not happening. And she goes and she shows up one day and she rescues her best friend and the two best friends leave together and they're fine now. And the funny thing is, the husband, the abusive husband, he just disappears. He just never shows up again. And the funny thing is, if you understand the plot, he's actually hiding in plain sight. Because the truth is, the two women killed him. And they did it in self-defense of this woman so that she could have her life back. Um, and he's hiding in plain sight the whole time. And, and in the movie, they never actually tell you where he's hiding, but they show you. Now, is that the plot of Fried Green Tomatoes? Or is that a plot of a Dixie Chick song? Because I'm pretty sure Earl's in the trunk. At least in the song, but he's not in the movie. But those two things are so similar, they share the same plot, that if I describe one, you might think I'm describing the other. Here's another one of those. I actually just thought of this one literally on my way here. I'm going to tell you a story. I think it's a good story. So I'm going to get a drink of water real quick. I'm going to tell you about my friend who got robbed under drug deal last week. Uh, because here's the thing. He was looking for some goods. He knew that there were some goods out there. He wanted the goods. He had, he's it kind of had like a desire, a hinkling for the goods. So he called up somebody and, and Scott was like, yo, I got the goods. No worries. I got it. No problem. I can take care of you. And my friend was like, oh, you have the goods. And he was like, well, no, I don't have the goods, but I know who does have the goods. Here's what you got to do. You, here's, you just follow these instructions. You'll get there. You'll figure it out. And my friend was like, wait a minute. How, how, if you don't have the goods, how do you know where the goods are? And this guy was like, oh, my friend Jesus. Jesus, he knows, he knows where the goods are. He told me. And my friend was like, wait, you know Jesus? And this guy was like, no, I don't know Jesus. I, don't know, I mean, like, like, I know people that know Jesus. Like, we all cool. Like, we all hang out. We talk. Like, we, they know Jesus really, really well. Trust me on this one. It's cool. It's cool. Jesus is the guy who originally had stuff. Um, but you're going to meet up with Peter later. So here's the instructions on how to get to Peter. Uh, it's kind of confusing. Just, just go down. Just follow the list. Follow the, follow the instructions. I promise you'll get to Peter. He'll have the goods for you. Don't worry. Oh, by the way, give me your money right now. Um, and Peter will, will get you the stuff. And, I was, and my friend was like, hang on a minute. So you don't know Jesus. You just know people that know Jesus. But Jesus knows, knows where the goods are. I'm supposed to follow these instructions very specifically, give you my money now, and then Peter's going to hook up with me later with the goods. Now, tell me something. Does that sound like a bad drug deal? Or does that sound like religion? Because it's the same thing, like, my friend's like, there's some good things out there. I know there's some good things out there. I have a deep within me desire to find these good things. And he called up this guy and this guy was like, I know the good things. I know all about the th good things. I know all the people who know all the things about the good things. I know where you can find them. I know how to get there. Here's the instructions. Um, oh yeah, we know Jesus. Don't worry. We know Jesus. We got all of Jesus's information. We know everything about him. Trust me on this one. Um, just, just follow these instructions and give me your money now, by the way. Um, and then you're going to follow these instructions and you're going to meet up with Peter. But the problem is you get to Peter and Peter's like, I don't have your goods. Who said I had your goods? Why would I have your goods? Why would Peter have our goods? We were told that key, Peter had the key to our goods. What does Peter have to do with anything? And here's a sign of a, 
I wouldn't know, but what I would assume, based on the comparison, would be a good drug deal, would be if the person who tells you they have the goods actually has the goods, and they're the one meeting up to deliver the goods. So if you have a personal relationship with Jesus, and you're not doing it the way somebody else says to do it, and you're following the instructions He gave you, and you're giving whatever payment He's asking of you to Him, and then you meet up with Him at the end, pretty cool with that, actually. Just make sure you're doing it your way, and you're not following somebody else's instructions, and you're not paying somebody else for your goods. Hey guys, I love you. I hope that gave you a different way to think about something. Come back next week. I'll be here too. You've been listening to the Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of the Extraordinary Talk Show.